Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, the host, and I take you on the journey of my own trauma healing and share real, raw, and authentic life situations. My mission is to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. If you haven't yet, click the follow button and leave a review. Also, check out my website, www.habitsyoulove.com, where you can find even more resources, healing practices, and support. Now, let's get to the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Habits You Love. I am laying in bed recording this podcast because a couple reasons. I am about to move and I've sold so much of my stuff. I don't have my desk anymore and I'm just tired and I just want to lay in bed. And after Rachel and I did our recording last week in bed, I was like, you know what? This kind of actually works for me. I'm just going to do this until I have a, a more secure, stable spot again coming in the near future. So that is that. But I have a really good episode today that is a big, big, big part of my life. It's been a big part of my life for the last seven years, but even more so before that as well. I want to talk about entrepreneurship, the journey of entrepreneurship, the hardships of entrepreneurship, all the things that come with being your own boss. I technically started my business brand in 2015, but I feel like I've always had an entrepreneur mindset. I got my first job when I was 15. I was always a hostess or a waitress. I always worked in restaurants from the age of 15 to, I think, when I was 19, maybe? Like 15 to 19, I worked in restaurants. So, you know, that job is very much a, like, obviously you work for someone else, but it can be very flexible. I could maybe ask off when I wanted, whenever I wanted. I didn't have, like, a certain day of PTO, and I could get my shifts covered if I wanted. So that always felt really nice to me. I didn't feel totally tied down. But I will say my very last year of college, I had a oil and gas job at the time. And then I quit that. 
and I had to finish school. And I really, really wanted to finish because I was already a semester behind. I was supposed to graduate in May and I still had, I think like 30 hours left. So I busted my butt and I took summer classes and I took 21 hours in the fall. So there wasn't really a lot of time to have a full-time job whatsoever. So what I did was I got three part, part-time jobs. All, they were kind of all over the place. Two of them were like admin type work. One was for a friend that owned an insurance broker. And then another was another insurance broker actually, but I worked like two hours a day cold calling people, but it was like, he paid me like so much money. And then also at the time I had accidentally of course all my businesses seem to be accidents started a furniture refurbishing business so how this started was I just started kind of redoing painting my own furniture and then selling it and then that turned into "Ooh, this is fun I really like it and I started going to Goodwills and thrift stores and garage sales and I would find pieces of furniture or really anything and I would just refurbish it. I would paint it, distress it, sand it down. I had the whole gig going. I had the sander, the sandpaper, all the things. And then that turned into people reaching out to me and I would go to their houses and I would redo their furniture there, which actually ended up being so much better because when I was furniture shopping, I didn't have a truck. I could not, you know, do things on my own. I had to always have another person. It kind of got exhausting asking my family or friends, like, hey, can you come help me unload this piece of furniture? So I had those three gigs going. So I was always a hustler, always a go-getter, always hustling, always trying to make more money somewhere. And that is what I think really fueled my passion. Also, my oil and gas jobs were very flexible as well. I didn't have to go into an office usually. There were times where I did, but it was more so going to courthouses, kind of working on my own schedule. I could take stuff home and work on it. The only time I ever had a corporate job was right out of college, and I thought I had to do the whole corporate job thing. So I got a job at Chesapeake in Oklahoma City. I'm sure anyone listening to this in Oklahoma City knows what that is. And I worked there for eight months, and it was absolutely horrendous. It was horrible. I hated it. I loved the people. And I did love the company, but I did not like showing up to a job where I just had to sit at a desk all day long and then I get to go home. And I was kind of more exhausted from sitting at a desk than anything. I lasted, I think, about eight months doing that and really only because of the friends I made. And I was like, well, it's easy just sitting here and whatever. That was the only corporate job I've had in my entire life for eight months. I've been an entrepreneur or worked in contract labor jobs where where I get this, me and my two brothers are very like this. We're very entrepreneurial minded because our dad was an entrepreneur. I saw my dad have so many different kinds of jobs. He started his own businesses. He ran his own businesses from the house. He was had the most flexible schedule ever. I mean, he barely worked. He was always present with us. And I just really liked that aspect. I always liked how he was like, oh, I just randomly got this big check in the mail. I was like, I want a job like that where I can just you know, money just shows up and you don't have to trade your time for money. So that's really, I think, what fueled my love for entrepreneurship. But when I really started my own business was May of 2015. And I've told this story before, but I was laid off from a oil and gas job in January 2015. I had an odd-in job in between January and May, but I really, my passion, my, my passion 
was helping people and then my expertise was in the health and fitness because I had been doing it. I had done a fitness competition. I'd helped other people do it. I obviously gave my sister a huge transformation. And so I knew that was what I really wanted to do. And that's where it all began. The very first thing I did was I made an email address and I was so proud of that email address. And then I made a little logo. I just put like a pink barbell over my email and I just made it a little picture and I just posted it. And I was like, if you need any help, if you need to reach out to me, here's where you can find me. And I thought I was so official having like Kayla Fazio fit email. So I made that. And then honestly, when you start out as an entrepreneur or starting anything, especially the way I did it, where it was kind of an accident, I just had to learn as I went. I had no idea what I was doing. I was bringing on clients and then learning as I went, which was awesome. I mean, I think that's the best way to go. You never know what people are going to ask for or want. And so I was kind of giving them what they want and building my business in real time. And it helped to get clients and structure programs and offers around what people were asking me for what they wanted. I started doing that in May of 2015, doing only online. I was just putting together meal plans for people, being their accountability partner, checking in with them, doing progress, all the things that I still do now. Um, And then... I think it wasn't until like months and months later, I was getting a lot of inquiries for personal training. And I always said, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. No. So even back then, in the back of my mind, I still was like, I want to have complete freedom. I want to be fully remote. But I think I just, the demand was so much that I just started doing it. I think right off the bat, I had like five or eight clients. And then I eventually got up to like 20 maybe 22 at a time, but I did that for two years alongside the online. What I just so loved about it was like, I could just think of an idea, put it into motion and then get paid for it like out of thin air, or I could create a challenge and then be like, Hey guys, I'm running a 30 day challenge. Whoever wants in, let's go get paid for it. I had multiple streams of income coming in already i had my online ad personal training i was sponsored by a supplement company just these little challenges i would do so i was just loving the fact that i could just be like i want to make more money let's do it i was never satisfied with a salary job i was never going to be satisfied with a salary job i think most people think salary jobs are secure when in turn I actually think salary jobs are less secure. It's up to someone else whether or not you get paid or you can pay your bills. As an entrepreneur, it's up to you. I always wanted to be in control. I was just having a conversation with a friend today who got laid off from her job. I mean, (laughs) hello. (laughs) I'm never gonna lay myself off (laughs) from my job. I'm always going to make sure my bills are paid. I'm never It's never going to be in someone else's hands whether or not I can live and survive and pay for food and pay for gas. It just baffles my mind that people leave it up to someone else to secure their lives. I think it's actually a very unsecure thing. Now, there are cons and pros to each one. Obviously, with a salary job, you get some benefits and you get automatically, you get money into a retirement, which... I mean, I have my own beliefs about that. I think (laughs) you can be an entrepreneur and put way more money into a retirement account than a job ever will. But anyway, that's besides the point. You can obviously have your own insurance. It's just 
I don't know, people just like that, like, oh my gosh, this job comes with benefits. When in reality, you can be an entrepreneur and still have all those benefits and you can make more money, still have the benefits and have way more left over. Now with entrepreneurship, of course, there are hard times, there are hardships. This is not an easy task. I think being an entrepreneur is the hardest job you can have, but it's also the most rewarding job you can have. I have had to constantly wear all the hats in my business for most of these seven years. I have to think of the idea. I have to create the idea. I have to put the idea in motion. I have to promote the idea. You know, I I do pretty much everything from start to finish. That's really hard. It can be really draining. It can be, you know, just exhausting whenever like I'm constantly having new ideas and I want all the ideas to be out there. So you kind of have to pick and choose, you know, what's going to be best. It's hard for me to relinquish control with my business. I have had two assistants in the past who were great. I know, and it's a really bad trait that I need to work on. It's definitely a weakness of mine, but I'm just like, well, by the time I train someone how to do this, I could have already done it myself. So I have a really hard time relinquishing control, which I really, really, really this year, by the end of the year, really want to have at least one or two people working for me, a team in place. My goal is to build a team eventually. But right now, it's working for me Being an entrepreneur, your brain doesn't really turn off. At least mine doesn't. At a salary job, I feel like you walk into work and you kind of can check out from the world. You can check out from who you really are and you do your job for eight hours and then you get to clock out, walk out the door, go home, be like, oh my gosh, okay, now now what do I want to do for the rest of the three hours that I have in my day before I go to bed? Sometimes I like that my brain is constantly going and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I wish it would turn off. Again, walking into a salary job you can kind of just put that aside like you it's obviously a guarantee it's a guarantee you're going to walk in the doors you're going to make money and you're going to leave with what i have done in the past and up until this point until recently it's been better way better recently but like there would be days where i don't make money there would be weeks where i didn't make money and you know it was always like okay where's the money going to come from today that sounds really terrifying to some people i still would not trade it for anything I feel like my day, my day starts when my eyes wake up and my day doesn't stop until my eyes shut down for the night. So I wanted to go over reasons why most people won't start their own businesses or become an entrepreneur. I feel like I've talked to so many people or they have mentioned like, oh yeah, like I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. I would love to do this. Like that's really my passion. I don't love my job, but you know, it pays the bills. You know, you've heard it a million times and I'm like really? Like, do you really though? Because if you really wanted something, I feel like you would go after it. But here are some ways people do not start their own businesses or they don't want to be entrepreneurs. Number one, failing. Obviously, this is a very obvious reason people do not take risks, put themselves out there or get out of their comfort zone. I would not even look back at the last seven years and say I have failed at anything. When I think of all the ways my business has changed, I do not label it as a failure. I see it as I tried it this way and it didn't work. I don't believe I've ever really failed at anything because I try. I put myself out there. The only way I would ever fail is if I did not try to do something that I wanted to do. If it doesn't feel good or it goes a different way than I really wanted, well then guess what? It gets 
to leave. I get to pivot. It's not a failure. You have to see failure as an opportunity for learning and growth and stop seeing as like the end all be all end of the road. If this doesn't work out, bam, the the lights go off, the curtains close, the door is shut and it's over. That's not how it works at all. I've actually loved seeing the way my business has pivoted. I've tried it so many different ways. I've loved all the stages of my business and like, you know, it's kind of like switchbacks going up a mountain. You're going one way for a while and you're like, okay, this is like the path. We're just going to go up from here. And then all of a sudden it's a switchback and you actually end up going the other way. But at the end of the day, you're still working your way up the mountain and you're not going down. You're not backtracking. You're just pivoting and you're just going a different way than you thought while still moving forward. Number two, financial limitations, again, a pretty big one, and rightfully so, depending on the business you want to start. So just recently, I did a road trip to Oklahoma, me and Mackenzie, and we listened to an audiobook, and it was by, I don't know if you're familiar with the brand Studio McGee, but it's a couple team. She's an interior decorator, designer, and he kind of does the business side of the business. Well, they have a audiobook called Make Life Beautiful. And we listened to this and it just, ugh, it was gut-wrenching listening to how they started the business. All the investment money they had to put in, all the ups and downs, the stress, all the things that went wrong, all the money they wasted. And I get it. Like, I totally get that. That sounds really scary. But I feel like kind of like once you start something, you just start, you just keep going. You're like, well, we're already in it this much. Like, we just cannot give up. Like, and I feel like that's how they were. He saw something in her and he kind of was more the one that's like, you should do this as a business. So they just kind of started and they started making like pillow covers, literally just like pillow covers and then she would I think her very first job was like she decorated someone's bookshelf at a house in Newport Beach I think but that was her very first job and then she went to design pillow covers (laughs) you know so you just start and then you really don't have this grand plan of how it's going to go you just kind of go through it and you're like, I really hope everything we're doing is going to be worth it and if you don't stop most of the time it is worth it. This is actually a big reason why I love network marketing. I know a lot of people don't like it. There's a big stigma around it, and I understand how it gets a bad rap, but if you've never done it or at least been successful at it, I truly don't think you can really knock it. (laughs) You get handed a business with zero overhead, You don't have to stock up on inventory. You don't have to ship any product and you can build it as much or as big as you want with a very, very, very small investment. It's literally risk free. It costs you less than like a month's worth of Starbucks to start your own business. You get handed a website. You have all the back end. You do not have to have inventory at your house or drive around to people's house and be like, thank you very much for ordering from me. It goes straight from the manufacturer straight to the consumer's doorstep. All you have to do is find creative ways to be yourself to sell the products. And if you really think about it, every successful entrepreneur sells 
something. There's no way of getting around not selling anything unless you're like an investment banker or whatever the case may be. I just think it's really, really, really smart business, but it's not for everyone, but I still think it's very smart, which is why I chose to do it with Arbonne. Number three, they don't have an idea. Listen, I did not have the biggest, brightest, world-changing idea either. I do what hundreds of thousands of people already do. Okay, maybe not hundreds of thousands. I don't know. Lots and lots of people already are personal trainers, are already health and fitness coaches. There's so many out there, but I'm still successful and it still works. You just need to think there are billions of people in the world willing to buy products every single day, every single minute, every single second, all the time. But I think the biggest thing where people get hung up is they think that they have to create this, like, again, like a world changing product think of any, I don't know, the iPhone. Obviously, that's a very innovative, life-changing, world-changing product that you can physically hold. But I think where real success lies is just figuring out problems people have and solving them in any way, form, or fashion. Obviously, Amazon is not a tangible thing you can hold, but it solved a problem that people had or a need people wanted. You don't need to have this grand idea for a product. You just have to be willing to help people see the struggles that they have, come up with a creative way to help them with those struggles, and then get it out to the masses. Again, I do the same thing so many people do, yet I've helped so many people and I will still help so many people. I don't have a product I don't have, I think my way of coaching is very unique and I think I am very unique and people will obviously gravitate towards that. But essentially it's the same. I'm just solving a problem. And lastly, the last one I want to say, there's many, many more, but I think this is the top four is obviously, again, time. One of my favorite things that people have an excuse for. You do not start a business because you have time. You start a business so you can make time. I believe in sacrifice now for freedom later. Most people will never make the sacrifice and live the same day until they are 65 and then they'll start living their life. Then they think that's when their life really starts. Life happens now. Life happens every single day. There's multiple ways you can go about this. Have your nine to five and also do your side hustle until your side hustle obviously replaces your nine to five. And I think that's so true, but most people will not make that sacrifice. They want more time. They don't want the nine to five, but they're not willing to put in the work for the small amount, maybe a couple years, if that, to eventually have that switch. Your passive income, your entrepreneurship income, your quote unquote side hustle is now making as much, if not more than your nine to five. And that's whenever the magic starts to happen. I'm 32 and I've definitely had obviously cool experiences, but I want so much more, but I'm willing to sacrifice now and not have flashy, fancy things, not go shopping all the time, not go on fancy trips. I just now got my brand new car at 31 years old. I know that I want more out of this life, but I know it takes sacrifice. I also want to talk about my favorite things about entrepreneurship. 
that I've kind of learned along the way. First one is I have learned so much about myself. You really get to know yourself when you're put in situations like good or bad when it comes to business, when it comes to making decisions, when it comes to literally being the only person taking care of yourself. I've learned my strengths. I've learned my weaknesses. I've learned my emotions. I've learned you know, when to delegate. I've learned when I need to take the reins. I've just learned so much about myself and I actually love obstacles. Obviously, I don't love when they're happening, but I am very aware that an obstacle is a very good thing in your life. So whenever there is an obstacle in place, I know I'm just leveling up to a new level. I'm like, okay, I hate this obstacle right now, but I am so excited for what's going to come on the other side of this. So I've actually learned to embrace obstacles years ago at the beginning of my business. I would have hated them. I would have been like, well, my business sucks. It's going to crash. This is stupid. Why am I even doing this? And now I'm like, there's an obstacle in my way. Great. Where is my business going? This is going to take me to a new level. You know, number two is I surround myself with the right people with better people. Obviously, entrepreneurs usually are people who are working on themselves. They have a lot of personal development skills. They don't go out and party. They're very responsible. They're very um, dedicated. And so those are the kind of people that I want to be around. Like I only want to be around people who are going to help me grow to make me a better person. And so entrepreneurship is very much like that. I feel like you only get put in with the right people. Maybe not all the time. People may maybe have had bad experiences, but entrepreneurship, when someone has that mindset, it's just like they want to be the best version of themselves. I think that's what entrepreneurship is. So I have so enjoyed meeting so many like-minded people along my path and journey. That person helped me grow in this way. This person is helping me in this way. And I've only ever up-leveled when I hang out with the right people. I surround myself with the right people. I go to things and meetings with the right people. So that's another way that I have loved entrepreneurship. And lastly, I'm constantly learning and growing. This definitely ties into that. Since I've started Arbonne, I can definitely say I've grown a lot because they do pour so much into you. They do want you to grow first and foremost as a person. So we have book clubs. We have once a week meetings where we just get poured into, into our mindset and our mentality and some emotional stuff and like training stuff like that but it's never about numbers it's never about sales it's like how can you become a better person so you can help more people so you can make more money it all goes hand in hand I've grown again just growing through my obstacles just all the ways I've been thrown into the fire like especially right now I'm by myself and I'm trying to up level my business to what I know it can be and so that has face me with many decisions. I've made some wrong decisions that I thought were going to be good. Oh yeah, this is the thing. This is what I've been looking for. And then I do it. I'm like, wait, nope, that's actually not it. I have to pivot once again. I've learned, I've grown. I have definitely seen what I don't want. And I'm when you can release and block and shut out everything you don't want, the things that you do want start to appear. And that is exactly what has happened to me in the last six months. Whew. It's just so much. I can't even explain like all the ways I've like shed things within like the right things for me, for my business, what works for me, how I want my business to run has literally popped up right in my face where I can't even ignore it. And now I get to invest in it. I get to put my time and energy into that. And that's only going to help and grow my business. 
my beliefs about money, my thoughts about money have changed so much in the past six months. For me, I've always wanted to be in charge of how much money I make. Clearly, I've said that, you know, all the ways I got to invent, you know, (laughs) the ways that I make money. But I still had that work hard to earn mentality. I've always been like action, action, action when it came to making money. And you just don't stop all day until you're done. That's what I believed. I was like, all right, how much work can I get done today? Like I used to brag about like how much work I could do in a day. It was super unhealthy and honestly just spinning my wheels. That can be a good thing in certain instances, but it came to a head for me up until this past January, January, 2022, God totally put it in my face and said, Kayla, you want big things. You want a big life. You say you want these things, but your mindset, your beliefs, and your thoughts about money are not lining up with what you say you want and what you are really capable of doing. So I realized that I had a lot of money trauma that I had to work with. I've said this before, but I'll keep saying it again because it's very important, but it was just really an area that I needed to work through. And it just was became so clear all of a sudden. I never thought about this in my entire life until this past January. And then when I started thinking about it, your reticular brain activity sets in and all these things start coming into your life that can help you in that area. Amanda Francis came into my life and her book saved my life. And then Abraham Hicks came into my life and I binge her YouTube every single day. And books, you know, all these things started coming into my life that had never been present in my life, but it was coinciding with what I needed to work on. So I had to throw myself in the fire to do it. I fully realize, acknowledge, and accept that. I broke up with Tyler in December 2021 because I needed to be alone and work on this. Plus, I just really wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. You know, I broke up with them and then I had to take care of all the bills by myself out here in a very expensive city. And I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like, I really did not know. I just trusted that if I put my trust in God in the universe to take care of me, I knew that God in the universe would provide and trust me. You know what I mean? So it's like this back and forth, like, hey, I trust you. And they're like, all right, we, tr- we trust you too. So the last six months have been a struggle, but let me tell you, all the work I put in on my mindset has worked and I am in a totally different place and mindset now than I have ever been with money. Like I actually have pulled back from so much action. I'm really just leaning back and letting things come to me. I'm looking at all these different ways that money just comes to me all the time. And I don't believe, I mean, I definitely don't believe you have to trade time for money. I will never believe that. I think your work can compound over time and the work you put in today can still be paying you months, years later. I also don't believe that like action is the sole way to make income. I really think you can have a desire, you can have a belief, you can trust and align. Your belief that you can have that desire has to coincide. Seven months ago, I couldn't say, I wanna make $20,000 a month. Actually, I was saying that. Like for a long time, I've been saying, I wanna make $20,000 a month. But deep down, I did not believe it because I had not worked through my money trauma. I had not worked through kind of all the ways that my mom instilled money behaviors into me. And then I had not worked through obviously all the money trauma and financial abuse that I went through in my relationship. So I was like saying these things and then like years would go by like, why am I not making $20,000 yet? (laughs) 
And it was just like, I didn't fully believe it myself and I didn't fully believe that I could have it. Or I just thought that it took massive action all day long. And so I was just really getting nowhere because it was all action-based and not faith and belief-based. But now that has actually totally flip-flopped. I've learned a lot from Amanda Francis, Abraham Hicks. You should definitely binge those as much as possible if you want to change anything about your beliefs. And I've been more like, I trust that I will get my desire and I just have to align with it at all times. My feelings have to align with it. My emotions have to align with it and it will come. And that has worked for me. And I've seen it over and over and over again. And now I'm so much more at ease. I'm so much more at peace. Like I said, things have left my life that were not going to get me to where I want. Things have come into my life that are going to get me to what I want. And now I'm on this path of like, okay, now I feel like all the work I just did led me to this like fork in the road where now I'm taking the best possible direction for me that's going to be the most lucrative, be the most prosperous, the most abundant, that's going to work for me. Let me show up as myself, be myself while helping so many people and making a lot of money. That's what I've learned in the last six months. So if you want to learn the same thing, again, I highly recommend Amanda Francis, read her book, Rich as Fuck, or binge Abraham Hicks on YouTube. I mean, those two things have literally saved my life, saved my mindset, got me back on my feet, got me back into believing I can have all of my desires. So to sum up, I've made mistakes. I've tried things so many different ways. I've pivoted, I've shifted, and nothing looks the same year after year. I mean, even six months ago, the way I did my business looks totally different in my mindset. And I think that's a good thing. Entrepreneurship is hard, but I will always be an entrepreneur because I just want to do and create and be so many different things. And I've never wanted to settle for a small life. I want to make a real impact in this world and leave a ripple, even if that ripple is very small. So if you like this episode or you have any more questions for me about business or entrepreneurship, feel free to reach out to me. Find me on Instagram. That's probably the best location to go to, to reach out to me in the DMs. Also, you can email me, go to my website, all the things. But I really, really, really have loved my entrepreneur journey. I would not trade it for the world. I'm only going to continue to do it and continue to love it, change so many lives and get to live a life that I created on my own. See you guys next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.